0: This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers six baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels.
1: Sorry, honey, you're listening to the Old Angels podcast, you so 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 is Dan get a the All Angels podcast. If you've a uh, listening to the a podcast a our post on. Um, Instagram and Twitter, this is the special Brandon Marsh interview podcast. I was able to catch up with him, um, you know, a, little, a couple days ago. And and like I said, kind of catch up. If you're new to the podcast, we've had him on. This is probably, I don't know, his third or fourth time. Um, so it was great to kind of uh, catch up. Last time we talked to him was before spring training and kind of see where, how the season's taking him so far this year. So again, um, this is the Brandon Marsh interview Hope you guys enjoy it. It was fun talking with him and and just kind of just chatting about baseball and stuff like that. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deals, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes great deals, yellow dot good deals, and a red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Seeky. Licensed event. We have the tickets. So, again, this is our or my interview with Brandon Marsh. Hope you enjoy it. And, uh, again, thanks to Brandon for, for his time. So we are rejoined by Angels Prospect, and I, I'm guessing it's going to be the second prospect in the Angels organization now that uh, Griffin Canning has got up to the major league level. Uh, Brandon Marsh, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How about you, man?
1: Good, good, good. Um, last time we talked to you was you know, before you were headed out to spring training. I think it was you know, a, a couple weeks before uh, spring training actually starts. So that's kind of where I want to begin. Um, talk about your spring training time uh, for Angel fans. I saw a lot of you on TV playing with the big, uh, the big names on the Angels organization and, and on the major league level. Uh, how, did the, how was that?
0: You know, it was, it was a great experience for a young, a young player like myself and a lot of the other guys that were with me. Um, it was awesome just being able to be up there with the big guys, um, just learning little things every day. From them not even just from the baseball side just like the mental side of the game uh or physical side i should say we learned a lot like guys like myself learned a lot um like baseball iq uh stuff like that from a lot of the big guys up there playing so um you know it was just like a like a dream you know just being up there with those guys and just being able to put the the white pants on and the angels uniform and just represent them on your chest so uh, it was it was great.
1: And you talk about some of the big names there. Was there ever a time, maybe in, internally more so, that you walk around the locker room and then you see a hall of future hall of famer there or a Gold Glove winner there, and you're thinking like, "Wow, this is you know pretty crazy." Because you know, what three four years ago you're in high school and this is probably still a dream of yours. But to, to know that you're there, how did you have any like thoughts like, "Wow, I can't believe so and so is right next to me."
0: You know. Believe it or not, like, I told myself, like, going in, I was like, okay, I'm going to play cool, you know. (laughs) A lot of the big guys are going to be close, close to me, and I'm going to share a locker room with them. And when I got there the first day, it was just, I wasn't starstruck. I'm not going to say it. It Nothing like that, but it was just like, wow, like, I'm actually here next to guys I, like, grew up watching on TV, you know, just sitting on the couch with my pops. And uh, it was, things started to settle in uh game started going, and then it just all became baseball again, you know. Just locked in, every pitch, every A-B, every pitcher in the field. And uh, everything just went back to normal. But it was, yeah, it was crazy just being in the same locker room as those guys for a short amount of time. It was it was, it was amazing. It was um, very blessed to be a part of that.
1: At what point did it become normal? Was it, like, you know, maybe the first week? Was it, like, maybe the first game? Was How long did it take?
0: Well, once we started practicing and they – they accepted all the guys from the minor league side coming in, and and brought us in, and uh, they they just really just once they like accepted us it was like, hey, like let's have a fun time this spring, uh, just follow our lead type type deal. That's when I was like, okay, yeah, now we go, let's go, let's have some fun and play ball again.
1: Like I mentioned earlier, you were on you know the Nas- the well not nationally but the local televised um, Southern California, angel fan television. And then you did some like post-game interviews. Was that your first, um, like I see you do at 66ers before for the actual crowd, but to know that you're on TV giving these like post-game interviews, was that your first kind of experience with that?
0: It was, yes, it was. And it was, it was pretty cool. You know, uh, just never, I've always had confidence in myself. I never thought I would be in the position that I am right now with, with uh, of my teammates that I am today. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a blessing. Uh, you
1: know, and then obviously towards the end of the um, spring training, the Angels had a handful of games with the Dodgers and Angel Stadium and Dodgers Stadium. And, and that's kind of where you, I don't want to say made a name for yourself because you already kind of have that name, but um, that's when you start hearing the, the Mark Gubazas, the Victor Rojas is really, um, you know, give you a good, especially defensively, they were very. Up on you defensively, and did that get back to you at all, or, or like, what's your reaction to
0: that? You know, it was, I, I don't like to pay like too much attention to the stuff like outside of baseball, but uh, those well, was the freeway series. That, that series, it was, it was just a great, a great two games to be a part of, and I was just there to fill my to fill my role whenever my name was called. So I, I just the way I, the way I look at it is. Ball is ball. Like when I'm, like when I'm in between, like those white lines. Like I know it sounds cliche, but like I'm locked in. Right. And it's kind of hard to stay locked in when we had like what was it, fifty thousand people there that night in Angel Stadium. But it was when I was up to, when I was up to, up to the plate. I mean, it just it felt it felt like just just like a normal AB, you know, just a lot of with a lot of noise in the background.
1: Was that your first time but, playing? In, in a major league park, obviously with that many people. But did you ever play like in a major league park, like maybe like in a high school tournament or anything like that, or, or was that your first time? In I a did major not. League?
0: No, that was that was my first time playing in an extra game in a major league park.
1: That had to be some kind of uh, walking out to center field, and you know that's oh, trout that's was... trout's position, and everyone there knows trout. But to be at that position, how how was that for your first time?
0: I mean, it was it was like a dream come true. My mom was able to make it out, so that was even better just being able to see her after the game, you know. And, you know, just there's a couple of Dodgers fans out there that were uh, giving me a little bit of grief just because I was coming in uh, in Trouty's position. But,
1: yeah, I'm sure that, that, um, that's not going to go anywhere.
0: It was, it, was, it was some big, big shoes to fill, obviously. But, you know, I just I tried to make the most of every opportunity that was that was given to me. And uh, I had a great time out of Blast. It was, it was, it was awesome.
1: So moving forward from spring training, you get um, you break camp, you get promoted to Double A because you spent most of the year last year in Single A in Empire. Uh, what were the biggest, um, you know, what the biggest things you had to get used to making that transition from a Single A to a Double A?
0: I think for me personally, defensively, nothing uh, nothing really changed. I just had to stay on top of uh, all of my early work and stuff, so I don't so I don't start losing. Um, just a lot of the defensive like aspects of the game, like those c- defensive characteristics that we need to keep a part of our game. But offensively, I struggled early, just because in rookie ball, A ball, I was able to take like I was able to take almost every first pitch or until I got a strike, and I was able to still bat- I was still able to battle out every A B, you know. But once I got up there in uh, to Mobile, it was it was really tough for me because I would take that pitch. And most of the times, that would be the only pitch of the at bat that would be uh, like a a, a hittable pitch, you know, to put a good bat on the ball. And April, it was tough for me just because I, like I said, I kept taking that pitch, and then I just took a different mindset to the plate. Looked at the numbers that I looked at, like the analytic numbers that we look at as an organization, and they were not looking so hot. So just like my swing, my swing rate in the zone, like when balls put in the zone just wasn't it was wasn't that high and so i just i decided to be more aggressive early in the count and just jump on those early get me over curveballs or heaters you know so and right. that's when things started really ro- that's when things started really rolling and yeah that was that was the toughest part for me at the plate was just i had i had to get that one pitch because of the pitchers now i mean they're so good you know they're oh yeah they put them they put up crazy stats like seven inch pitch one hit no one runs up to 99 like so you got to hit that one pitch when it comes to you so that, that was just my big take on the way
1: yeah definitely uh and you mentioned it defensively you, you know you're kind of the same person you are and and listening to the radio broadcast the tv broadcast of when you were in spring training that seemed to be the big thing that the broadcasters pointed out was your defensive placement uh, your range your arm is that something you take pride in uh, probably maybe, maybe a little more so than the offense is your defense.
0: Well, I always, I grew up like a, a very like relatively smaller kid. So I had to be you like, small? I had to be like I a scrapper. I kind no, yeah, <laughs> of yeah. I
1: I see that you being small.
0: I didn't grow until my senior year of high school. That's when like things started to change for me, but it was, I had to take like pride in the things that, I could do so. Like hitting was always hard for me. Just be like I was just like a slap hitter type deal, you know. So defensively, I could run, I could throw, and that was basically all I needed to like be successful at the level that I was at at the time, and or to stand out, you know. So I, I, I've always taken a lot of pride in defense, my defensive work. I, that's that's what really that, that that's what that's what's gotten me to like. What I believe is just being to being drafted you know is just just having grit and just being defensively sound right you know,
1: yeah, and it shows like like I've seen you a handful of times that when you're down in an empire and that defensive you know your arm your movement everything seemed like very advanced for that that level so to see you have success with that you know on the on the upper level isn't really surprising at all um you know, you said, you talked about your struggles early in in the season with with mobile. Um, then you kind of started getting hot and and was named to the you know double A All Star team. You know, um, how that make you feel when you found out that uh, that announcement?
0: That was good. It just it was just showing that all the like the hard work we've put into the cage and all the daily routines that we've done, all the the bus trips, you know, like, all that stuff. Like it pays off and it's it's showing. You know but it's it's definitely definitely a great feeling to be recognized as as a Southern League All-Star but it was just too bad I couldn't be able to play in it yeah
1: that was going to be my, my my next thing is earlier this month you know you you it looked like you rolled an ankle um came back to third base how are you feeling and um you know walk me through that play did you think it was maybe more cuz if you look at the the video it seemed like you thought maybe it was pretty serious like what what happened that during that play
0: so the ball gets hit in the right center and the center fielder tries to come 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 catch it in the air and it ends up getting by him. So I'm just I'm thinking, okay, it's just gonna be a stand-up triple because the ball ends up rolling to the wall and outfielder just took a took a bad route to it, which happens, happens to everyone. And so I'm starting to like slow up coming into third and I see our uh, third base uh, coach, he's uh, waving me in for an inside the park home run. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I got to pick it back up. And, you know, so, like, my steps are kind of messed up. I, I like barely touch third. I, like, have to, like, come to complete stop to almost touch third. I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to get hosed. So I, I, uh, I stop, go back to third. And I thought the catcher got the ball and he was going to backpick me at third because the ball was thrown up third baseline. And, I thought he was going to back me at third because I was still a decent ways off his third base, and so I hustled back to third and kind of jabbed at it with my right foot and just rolled off the bag. Yeah, and uh, um, I don't know how like much into depth I can go into that, but right. it's as of right now like I'm feeling feeling great. Um, the rehab process is going phenomenal, and we're making very big strides into getting back onto the field.
1: That's good. That's good to hear because like you said, you're absolutely tearing it up I, I looked it up and your last 10 games before the injury you're batting 400 so it showed that the work you put again was was turning around and hopefully when you get back out there you can uh, continue where you left off um one For thing sure. about one thing about mobile that i've noticed from you know your post maybe jemai's post mobile's post you know the bay bears post it rains a lot out there um and that forces you guys to Crazy. play a lot, a, play, makes you guys play a lot of double headers. How's how's a double header? Like, how do you feel about double headers? Like, is it you have to go into the day kind of a different because you know
0: you play two? Uh, no, not not really. Kind of. I feel like we all have the same mindset as going in, just going in to try to win a ball game or ball games. Um, definitely, instead of nine inning game, it turns into a fourteen inning double header. But usually for double headers, it's tough as a hitter just because it could either, in my opinion, it, it could either go completely your way balls are falling the whole day or it could go the complete opposite and you're just struggling the whole day because usually like in a game you start off like your first three b's are really tough and you don't get the outcome that you want like it's kind of hard to come back in that fourth ab you know but some people do it some some people don't but it, uh the cards may fall your way the cards may not but like with having a double header it's eight or nine ab's or seven or eight abs, and if your first game's tough, it's hard to come back 30 minutes later and start a second game against the same team that's probably going to pitch you the same way that you struggled. You know, it's just stuff like that. All those factors come into play. But uh, no, personally, I don't. I don't mind doubleheaders. Uh, they, they they go by fairly quick, and uh, we we all have fun when we're out there. So.
1: So one thing I, I've, I've learned from, from you that I didn't really know beforehand is that um, you're not the only great athlete in your family. Your sister's doing some <laughs> crazy things at Duke. Talk about her for a second.
0: Oh, yeah. So no, we're all very proud of my sister and her accomplishment, her accomplishments so far at Duke. Yeah, she's so she's only a sophomore, and she got to compete in nationals in uh texas this past week and she did a great job i was watching every every event on my phone and i went to a little local like burger joint little bar and grill place and watched her on tv on espn and it's just crazy seeing my my little sister on tv and i'm i'm in uh the minor league the minor leagues of uh major league baseball and i'm just you know, just grinding it out, and she's on TV, on ESPN. <laughs> she's doing her thing. but she's, no, she's incredible, man. She runs in a few events. Um, you know, she's having a great time. Made a lot of good friends up there, and uh, we're all very proud of her. She's amazing.
1: How, how competitive was that household growing up? Were you guys always competing, whether it be, like, races, running, or whatever, baseball, basketball, whatever? Were you guys really competitive growing up?
0: Oh yeah. She would, she would come. So she was a cheerleader growing up. She also played softball. She didn't start running track till high school, but she, uh, she was a cheerleader for one of the local uh, football teams that I, that I played for. And she would come to practice every Thursday and literally race us guys and beat all (laughs) (laughs) It was It was like we'd race, we practice on a baseball field, uh, on the outfield of a baseball field at one of our like local parks in the area and we would run from second base to the right foul pole line you know stuff like that or you know just from foul pole to foul pole and she would literally bust almost everyone on the football team and it was just you know my dad would give me a lot of he would he would just you know, nagging me just about how my sister's just faster and stuff like that. No, but I'll get her now, though. She, yeah, she can't get me now. So, so you're you're,
1: <laughs> you're faster now. You got you got the speed over her.
0: No, I don't. I don't know. We haven't ran in years, but she's uh, she she'll get me anything over 100 meters. I think, okay. but I think I'll get her in the short distance.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I'm guessing that had to be some really competitive, you know, Thanksgiving family get together kind of stuff where.
0: One hundred percent.
1: That, that's 100%. great to hear. That, I, I, I saw that almost, and I, I was following along with her too on, on last weekend. Um, and it's, she does what the heptathlon, so that's seven different, seven right? Seven yes. different. And that's just, that's absolutely crazy. There's two, you know, crazy athletes in, in one family. That's that's awesome. Um, so, you know, we want to talk, I want to talk to you too about maybe some of your teammates you've had, whether it's this year or, or last year, but tell me who
0: do you think your funniest teammate is funniest teammate um i'd have to go with um kevin williams you know sad we just i hate to talk about him in this manner but we just let him go right i tell Uh, that too yeah but you know he became one of my best friends and it was tough seeing his name uh being taken off of the 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 roster and i still talk to him almost every day and he we just have a lot of the same we we like a lot of the same things uh you know same music we dance a lot we just we're just goofy man and uh he was uh definitely one of the best teammates that i've had in pro ball and one of the most funniest ones as well (laughs)
1: How do you handle that as, as a player? The, the the balance between yeah, it's a game of baseball, but it's also a business. Whether it affects you or, like you said, affects friends or people that you're close to, how do you how do you um, deal with that?
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's oftentimes us players we get like we forget it's a business just because we get so close to each other during the season from all the things that we have to go through as a team. We get lost in the aspect that the this game is a business for us now and any day any of us can go. So it, it's when I, when I found out about Kevin, it was super, super tough for me to handle just because him being one of my best friends. Um, but it it is part of the game that we play. It is a business and it's very tough to realize that, but you know, we just, we got to wake up and just keep keep going. All
1: right. So moving on from that, who teammate-wise is best dressed?
0: Best dressed? Hmm. Brandon Sandoval.
1: <laughs> I got a question about him, Brandon Sandoval. I got a question about that, and. Um, his, I guess, I don't know if it's like world famous now, but his uh, mustache he grew up, What was the? Oh yeah. What was the? Is that supposed to be like a slump buster he was trying to pull? But it seemed like it's lasted quite a long time.
0: No, he uh, well, he started off the season. He's been doing well pretty much the whole year. So I don't, I don't think he really needed it as a little as a slump buster. Uh, but you know, that's just that's that's just the look he wanted to rock. And he's one of the few people that can rock it. Him walking in with his jean jacket and his. Uh, <laughs> His Ray-Ban's on, you know. Very cop-looking. With, with, his, with his hair slicked back. Yeah, you know, he, he's he got it, man. He <laughs> can pull it off.
1: Yeah, I saw that. It just seemed to stick, so that was, uh, that, that's pretty crazy. How about um, best, I know you play video games, best gamer, teammate-wise.
0: Um, since I can't say myself, I'll... Uh...
1: Yeah, teammate. We, we no, know about where you, you are. I'm, I'm <laughs>
0: I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But um, I'll have to, you know, I'll have to go with um, Sandoval again. Sandoval again. Yeah. Random Sandoval. Him and I. We play. We play video games a lot together. We live together in Mobile, so we're always we're always on the sticks playing.
1: Is that like the main thing you do the past time now? Is when you get home. One hundred. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It, that's that's just I take take a lot of pride in that as well as baseball <laughs> but um yeah do a lot of that, play a lot of video games you know it just makes time go by keeps me out of trouble you know all the all those things so
1: how how is the minor league life like you, you say that you go into uh mobile or you maybe you're even traveling into mississippi jacksonville or wherever um how is the travel i think one, one of your teammates um uh, what was it uh his name's escaping me. Jack Kruger. Yeah, Jack Kruger posted something on his Instagram a little while back and kind of said it from like his point of view where you guys play a game and then boom you're on the bus for, you know, 5 6 hours. Like how, 6 more
0: how, hours. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. How, how, how does that how, how do you deal with that? You knowing that you have a game and then you're going to be in a tight and you're you're a tall guy in tight little quarters for, you know, like you said, 6 hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that that go unnoticed with uh what we do as players uh a lot of people think you know we're playing professional baseball, we're living a life when it's actually it's it's a very hard hard life to to live and to do every day, especially being a sport where we as a hitter where we fail seventy percent of the time and we're a hall of famer you know, but there's a lot of things that go into it like like you said. Me being like a bigger guy, being squished in the middle seat or on the floor, you know, going six hours to go to Chattanooga, or to go to Jacksonville, and then play bullheader in Jacksonville. Then that night, travel through the night, six hours to Chattanooga, and then go play there the next day without any rest. I mean, it's it's tough, but the thing that to answer your question, like what gets us through it is, you know, just the bigger picture is. Playing under those under those lights in Anaheim, that that's that's what that's what keeps us going. Our families, all the support groups we have behind us, stuff like that. That's we we do it. We do it for those reasons. Yeah,
1: and like you said, minor leaguers. I don't think people understand the, the struggle that you guys go through as far as like that mm-hmm. and the bus. You know, people think baseball player. Oh, they get on the, a plane and they fly to wherever they need to get to, and that's not the case, especially with the lower levels. Um, are you able to? How many times have you walked around Mobile and been recognized?
0: I don't. I personally like, that's asking of the wrong guy. I never, I never get out in Mobile. I, yeah. I go to the field every day, play, get some food, go home, play video games, wake <laughs> up, do it all again. You know, and on the off day, I'll just sit inside and just rest all day, just let the all body right. recover. So I apologize. I don't. No, that's cool. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really go anywhere to be honest with you. Uh,
1: you you as a player that something that stuck out to me is that you play with like a kid passion if that makes sense like um, yeah you, your your whole thing especially when you're with, again with Six Sixers because that's where I saw you the most was Six Sixers win a game and like kind of regardless of what you did personally you could have went you know oh for four or four for four it didn't really matter you you were kind of like the clown in the back, you know, doing a photo bomb or doing yeah. stuff like that. Where does that kind of childish um enthusiasm come from?
0: I I just I think I've just always played any any sport that way or whatever I've whatever I've done, I've always done it I've always done it with that that sort of passion, you know. I just who, who likes who likes a boring post-game interview you know <laughs> i want to i want to I go i want to go get the gatorade cooler and throw it on them whoever was the player of the game that day and it uh, just adds, adds a little flavor you know just keeps everyone laughing everyone going come back the next day with the same energy and try to just keep it rolling you know
1: great. no and that's great to see because you know like like we said earlier it is a business but it's great to see that you guys especially you can still have fun doing it um yeah. Yeah. Last question, I'll, I'll let you go after this. Um best advice you've gotten from someone. It could be your parents, it could be a a baseball coach, uh, just a friend. What's the best advice you've ever gotten?
0: The best advice I've ever gotten. Honestly, it would uh it would just have to be just to keep to, to keep the game simple. You know, I am not very that's a simple answer, but don't don't let don't let it get too big because we know the spotlights like it's always on us players and people are waiting like a lot of critics are waiting for us to do like something bad, you know, something bad goes on it blows up. You do something good, it, you know, it doesn't really like blow up as as much as it would if it was bad, you know, but just keeping the game simple and just having fun. I mean, it's a kids game, so just just have fun. Just keep the game simple and just laugh, smile. Keep the intensity up. Can be competitive. Just have fun.
1: That's great. That that's really good. Like you said it's simple, but it it kind of gets to the point of where if, you know you don't make it bigger than it is. You'll have a lot of fun and be successful doing it as well. Um, so, yeah, you put
0: pressure on yourself, and the the moment'll the moment'll will cool. take advantage of you. You know, just just keep it simple and have fun and. Just do everything to the best that you can. Leave it there with no regrets. Like I said, I know it sounds like a cliche answer, but that, that was probably one of the best advices I've ever I've ever been given as and, related to baseball. That's
1: great. That's great. I, I, I want to thank you again for taking time out, um, Brandon, and, and speedy recovery. Hopefully you get out there soon um, for the AA Mobile Bay Bears um, after their all-star break. But uh, best of luck and, and – and, Hope you are able to stay healthy.
0: Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: That was my interview with Brandon Marsh. Great to catch up with him. Again, a great kid. You're definitely going to want to keep an eye on him because the more and more he develops, you know, he's going to get to the major leagues. This is a matter of time. Um, Definitely give him a follow on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, His Instagram is Brandon underscore Marsh. His Twitter is Brandon underscore Marsh 22. Um, Again, very great guy easy to root for and and definitely is going to make an impact on the MLB roster very very soon so definitely keep your eye out for him and, and again thank you for his time and being very generous with the podcast not only this time but in times past summer is the best time of year we're talking vacation the beach lots of sun and of course sports while you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool why not get a little action on the games whether you like MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, MyBookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere. No hustle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Now is the perfect time to replenish your bank account after that vacation and make and to make sure you've got plenty in the bankroll for next football season. Maybe you want to drop a futures bet on next year's NBA champ or to back your favorite player in the, to win the Heisman Trophy. MyBookie wants you, wants you to have fun as much as possible this summer. And what's more fun than winning, winning while watching sports. Just visit mybookie.ag today to get started. Then try your luck to outsmart the odds makers. But wait, if you deposit it with promo code ANGELS today, mybookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ANGELS. At mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So again, that was our special uh, interview podcast with Brandon Marsh. Uh, We're back next week, um, regular pod, Thursday or Friday. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Halo underscore Haven to figure out what day it is. And subscribe, comment, um, share this podcast with friends, and hopefully everyone likes it out there. But um, we will be back next week, and thank you for listening.